This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get busy. It's the panel part of the program. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, pound 3636. Joining us on the panel today, David Wills, Senior Vice President of Media Profile. That's a leading Toronto Public Relations Agency. David, how are you doing? Locked and loaded, John. Okay. <laughs> the loaded part, I understand. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's almost a prerequisite for coming on to the show. Yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Glad you agree. Uh, Peter Sherman is with us, broadcaster, businessman, and former MPP. How's the Shermanator? Uh, the Shermanator is doing great and can't wait to get loaded after the show. Oh, after the show. Well, that's the difference between you and Wills. He doesn't wait. Uh, he's premature in a sense. Uh, Stephen Holliday is rounding out the panel, the Deputy Mayor and Counselor for Ward 3 at Tobacco Centre. Stephen, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and I must be the locked one. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad to be here. Nice to see you. Well, it's nice to have you here. As the Deputy Mayor, I'll start with you because the Mayor has announced that uh, he has a plan that would uh, speed up work by two years on the downtown relief line. So instead of by 2031, in the best-case scenario, we'd be finished by 2029 and offloading a lot of the overcapacity that makes it insufferable getting down uh, line one. But that would cost an additional $162 million to the transit capital budget. Is that a trade-off worth making? Well, short answer is yes, but I love the juxtaposition and the timing of this story because some of the other things we've seen in the news is the frustration of the people that live up on the Eglinton Corridor with all of the work that's going on there and the traffic that it's created. So I think Torontonians know uh, congestion is horrible. Anyone that visits here know it's horrible. And any work associated with the digging for a subway line is going to cause a lot of grief. So I think a lot of people understand that even though it costs more, um, you need to get this work done as quickly as possible for the health and sanity of the people in the city. And look, this is a multi-billion dollar project, over $6 billion. Uh, in the hundreds of millions, we're painting in very large brush strokes here. And really what we're doing is taking a position that um, we are going on an aggressive construction schedule. And I think most people respect and understand that. Uh, a couple hundred million dollars is a big number, but in the grand scheme of things, um, I think it's the right decision, and let's press on forward, and I think people should be proud of that uh, that direction. All right, so the follow-up question, because you're alluding to the disruption that it's caused when uh, transit projects, mega-projects get built, Eglinton Crosstown, uh, there had been a suggestion at Bathurst to shut that intersection down for three months to uh, facilitate, you know, getting things through. I guess that was the uh, meeting that raised uh, a lot of the uh, locals ire last night. They were expressing themselves on that point. Yep. They don't want to shut down the intersection to expedite the building of that uh, that part of it. Were the locals wrong? Uh, I don't know enough about the, the fine details of it, but what I can say is, look, going through, these are really big and important decisions, and I come across them as a counselor all the time in my ward on different things. You know, a good example is, do we do night construction work at XYZ intersection, you know, to get it done faster, to save a week's worth of grief, but we know that the, the hyper-local condition around the people that live there, they're going to suffer. Um, in most cases, in my experience, y- y- you rip the Band-Aid off fast, everyone gets it, and everyone appreciates that you get the work done. But I think the, the lesson here is a lot of this planning has occurred over the last number of months in the middle of an election where the public consultation processes haven't been there, haven't been as strong as they need to be, and you have to have a discussion with people. You have to give people a chance to air their concerns, to bring up things you didn't think about, and usually by the end of that process, the answer is evident. 
All right. Well, we had Councillor Mahavik on yesterday, and I was asking him relative to the Eglinton Crosstown, because I know businesses in my own neighborhood around Bayview, they've gone under. In Sunnybrook Plaza, for example, the home hardware guy, he closed up, and he posted the sign in its front window uh, that this was imminent because there's no walk-up traffic, and cars are loaded to come down there. The congestion's so horrific, so I'll take him at his word. And I wondered from Mahavik if he had learned anything from the St. Clair project. And his answer was a positive spin that, well, you know, to your point, you've got to have some disruption. But at the end of it, it's all worth it because, you know, St. Clair now has areas that were derelict and dilapidated and it's been, you know, blossoming again like uh, whatever. So, David Wills, do you agree that that's just life in a big city? Uh, A lot of this disruption, we have to deal with it because the end uh, result, you know, is uh, that it's a net positive. I I completely agree with that. And I also live near the, uh, the Eglinton line. Uh, and it does impact me. I'm like a couple blocks south. It impacts me every day. Um, you, you know, and I do think that it's like, yeah, this has been a long time. It's a lot of disruption, but it is going to be worth it in the end, and it's going to be great. Uh, and I think, you know, to go back to the downtown relief line, uh, I just want to point out that, you know, John Tory got that idea from Jennifer Keysmat during the last campaign where she talked about a whole bunch of ideas how you could do it faster. And so good on good on the mayor for listening. The other thing I want to point out is there's a big difference between a major infrastructure project for public transportation purposes and the deliberate disruption of something like King Street. And I was starting to think about what you were talking about, the shop uh, owners and uh, the people affected by that. And I think that's where the politics enter the mix. And uh, you've got various viewpoints on council about this. And uh, I know we've talked about it at this table right here. And, um, you know, uh, you talked about Joe Mahevic and it was okay to, to, uh, to cause disruption and, and, uh, and, and, and do things for public transit, but he also voted for the King Street pilot. Right. Well, but he's not there any longer as well. So, uh, you know, it's yeah, one of those things. The guy who beat him also voted for the King well, Street well, pilot. So. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I mean, uh, that's sort of, which is an interesting question in the equation. And I'll put it to you, Peter. I mean, if John Tory is sincere about this, uh, he can accelerate the process for the downtown relief line by two years at a cost of $162 million. If the numbers are even close, do uh, you think that's a trade-off worthwhile? No. <laughs> okay. Why not? Why not? Well, because I, there's a lot in play right now with regard to transit, and particularly subway transit in the GTA. And uh, Stephen Holiday knows, and John Terry knows that I am an admirer of uh, their side of the fence, and both of them. But um, I, I'm back in Toronto after uh, having been out in Niagara for most of the last 10 years. And you know what's happened in that period of time? Uh, I can go to Vaughn Mills on the subway. That's what's happened. Other than that, just a lot of talking. But what's going on at the provincial level right now is they're going to, before the spring is up, uh, release a bill and pass it that uh, uploads the entire uh, subway complement of the TTC. And they're gonna, the first thing they're going to do is build a downtown relief line. And so the first thing that hits me is there's John Tory trying to move things ahead because John Tory wants to hold something in his hand that is called underground transit. And I don't blame him. He's been working really hard on it. But he's, uh, he's been up against it, and uh, a, a couple of different iterations of council have come up with a couple of different iterations of subways that may or may not include a downtown relief line. And where are we? Right. So oh, I so would rather see, leave this at the provincial level. Okay, you're suggesting that Tory is just grandstanding. I think. Well, I I hate to say that about John because I like him so much, but yeah. Okay, but uh, if the province takes over the the building of that subway, they're now on the hook to explain why they can't do it as fast. So volley, serve, and spike. 
uh, you know, the, the standard, the, the standard has been raised, the bar has been set. And if they uh, take the longer route, um, then the people of Toronto will want the explanation oh, as Stephen, to why the mayor on. would do it, and they you wouldn't. Can, you better explain how come you've been sitting on council for as long as you have, and John is in his second term, and we haven't built any of that stuff. So now all of a sudden there's $162 million so we can accelerate something that might be two years faster. When we're talking about a project that is double-digit years away. But I also get the earfuls from the citizens that have been disrupted with traffic, and uh, and I, I sympathize for them, and I want to do what I can to make life easier in Toronto. Well, uh, the other thing is, of course, you know, these numbers are apt to change. I would make book on that. And so the 162 mil, uh, you might want to add a few more zeros by the time this thing comes to fruition in 2029 or 39 or whatever. But uh, right now the blue skying is uh, what John Tory is suggesting. That's just something I wanted to run by you. Where the province is concerned, though, uh, they have found that there are other approaches to take to find efficiencies when it comes to colleges and universities, uh, and that means cutting tuition fees uh, directly and indirectly. Some people are winners, others losers. Let's put that to the panel when we come back. More topics worthy of discussion on The Oakley Show. Peter Sherman, David Will, Stephen Holliday at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.